0: Thank you, and now we are, Pedro is going to take over, and John Likouris, and we'll talk about the LPG uh, sector. So, thank you very much. Uh,
1: Peter,
0: thank, you, a- Nicholas, and, uh, thank you, uh, Nicholas, and thank you, John uh, Likouris, for joining us here today. So, to the LPG panel, which is certainly interesting times. Um, sure. I'm sure most of you know both John and Dorian LPG, but you are the CEO of Dorian LPG, the largest US-listed BLGC company, and certainly there are interesting times. And we just heard from, from Espen uh, and Jon on the LNG side, which you know is probably has, has been the biggest disappointment so far this year, LNG. Uh, expectations were high, and rates haven't really materialized in the way that most people expected. LPG on the other side, uh, I think, at least buy side, expectations were modest going into the year. And then we came to March, and things just really skyrocketed. We had you know, rates as high as $70,000 a day. Um, and third quarter is probably going to be around 50000 on average. So can you explain to us why we suddenly got this fantastic market after three, I would say, horrible years?
1: Sure. I just have to remind everybody that uh, um, February 2019 was a very low uh, uh, earning month as it was the previous Uh, March 2018 so when we hit all-time lows almost and uh, so we've come from very low levels uh, and of course the the sudden increase surprised everybody Uh, but it it was coming because um, we had cutbacks of production Uh, we had um, the the tariff events uh, taking place in the late 2018 and then we had a couple of uh, natural uh, events like uh, fogs in the Houston Ship Channel, and then there was uh, uh, one ship that was uh, that sunk in the channel and caused mayhem in, in, in the area. Uh, the Houston Ship Channel is a very busy uh, uh, port, and uh, we, we, we load uh, a lot of ships for LPG through that port. The the congestion that was created as a result of that and the backup and the pent up demand uh, as uh, there was excess propane to be sold to the markets with lowering, lowered prices as a result of that high inventory um, uh, caused uh, a a sudden spurt in the markets and a sudden loading of many ships and an opportunity of. which had opened up as a result of um, high inventories now being accumulated in the United States, and therefore uh, we, we we had a, a great opportunity to take advantage of that yeah
0: I think you, you know you mentioned a few call it one offs to the market that happened in terms right. of congestion and, and delays and whatnot, but still you know I guess a lot of people thought the market was coming back down again to those you know cash-break-even levels when, when you know, we turn at, at the peak, but then it's just you know, gone from strength to strength, and you know, I think what are kind of the key longer-term factors that you're seeing in the market now that's, that's different from what we saw in, call it 2017, 2018, when rates were uh, you know, below cash-break-even levels?
1: I think the dem- uh, it, it hasn't gone from strength to strength because it has kind of leveled off, and um, it's in the 40s uh, yeah. right now. Um, on, on a per day basis. Uh, however, yes, uh, the, 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 the difference is that this year we have seen increased demand from overseas, increased demand from petrochemical facilities, and we have a very attractive and well-priced product in the United States. It was not as well-priced in the Middle East uh, however, recently we have seen uh, the, the Saudi uh, CP index kind of dropping down to become a little bit more competitive. Uh, so we have um, a, a substantial supply of product uh, and we have demand being uh, uh, kind of catching up now in India, China, Indonesia, Japan, Korea. Uh, there's uh, many uh, um, consumers that have uh, increased their uh, demand. for propane for LPG generally. Yeah.
0: When we kind of look at the LPG market, we have kind of four factors that we argue is the most important is you need to have cheap U.S. hydrocarbons and that we certainly right. have with you know, 10, 11 percent production growth this year. You need to have an outlet for those products in terms of having terminal mm-hmm. capacity. That seems to be coming as well with enterprise coming now and, and further you know, terminal uh, additions later next year. Uh, and you need to have solid demand, which also seems to be – that box seems to be ticked as well. Correct. Um, and the final one, you need to have a relatively balanced supply of demand of vessels, which we also seem to have now. So, you know, looking ahead, I guess, things are looking quite good. But if you were had to point that kind of, th- what are the key risks? What are you concerned with is going to kind of um, ruin this, this story that we're seeing now? If any.
1: Uh, well, besides uh, uh, overbuilding, which is always the problem of every uh, shipping industry, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, we do face that as we faced it uh, before in, in 2015, 16, 17, and caused this big protracted low market. I, I, I think uh, um, there's really very little that can um, upset this uh, uh, you know, increasing supply of uh, wet gas product or natural gas liquids. I think it's going to expand more. Uh, We're going to see more ethane moving out of the United States uh, along with propane and and butanes. Uh, And we're going to see um, um, uh, the demand kind of becoming more uh, established in in many places in the world uh, because it's it's a cleaner fuel. Uh, I mean, as clean as LNG almost uh, uh, and and burning, and it also should be used more extensively, not only for home heating and cooking, but it 's being used for uh, uh, auto gas and uh, I think also the uh, marine engines can use LPG and um, it 's an easier stored liquid than uh, uh, gas than, uh, than LNG uh, so th- there are advantages to LPG, which I think that uh, is is going to, to pull this product even forward into the foreground of um, uh, um, clean energy.
0: Yeah. And in terms of you know, the petrochemical side, as you mentioned, seems to be, to be going well in the Far East. Margins are holding up quite well. Sure. Um, but also on the residential side, it seems quite strong. Uh, are there any, if you kind of try to look ahead in terms of where the new you know, incremental demand, who is going to absorb these additional U.S. volumes? Do you think it's going to continue to be China and India? and not that India takes that many US volumes, but in terms of the incremental volumes coming in the market, is it China, India? Or do you see any other you know, X factors or others that will take those, those volumes coming to the market now?
1: Well, it's definitely India. Uh, uh, for example, India just celebrated that they had managed to do eight, 80 million uh, poor households connected with gas. Uh, six months ad- in advance of what they had planned to to do it in March 2020, and they celebrated that they'd done 80 million connections like that. Uh, I think China has been building a lot of infrastructure uh, for crackers and PDA's plans. Uh, Indonesia needs more of uh, of uh, propane and butane for their own uh, uses because uh, uh, it's a country that uh, just now discovered LPG and they are trying to do a similar kind of uh, uh, development and grow uh, that product uh, a lot faster just like India did. Uh, And then we're going to have probably Africa starting to use more of of the LPG products. And I think Western uh, uh, world should consider that as an alternative uh, cleaner energy because we are going into 2030 and 2050. Next year we're having tighter pollution uh, requirements from gasoline for cars and for uh, vessels and uh, in, in the marine industry and as such. So uh, and, and our aim is to go to uh, 2030, and 2050 to become almost carbon free. So this is uh, a, a good step in the right direction.
0: You mentioned the, the new emission rules coming and uh, I guess most of the people in the room are sick of hearing about it. But we have to touch yeah. upon it anyways. Um, we speak to a lot of investors who invest in, in the tanker space and also in the refineries. And and one of the kind of consensus thoughts for next year is that the market may be flooded with NAFTA uh, because you get lighter shales coming up, lighter crudes, and you're probably going to have to run refineries at a higher throughput to, to meet new desolate demand. And you're going to get a lot of NAFTA out of that. Um, and with NAFTA being a direct competitor to LPG in the Asian pet chem space, is that something you're concerned of or, or are there other things you know, with IMO 2020 that you, know, you think will outweigh this or, or be a bigger risk? I,
1: I, I would like to say that Naphtha has a, a very decent uh, margin to LPG by $90, uh, um, uh, more expensive than LPG. And that has held true for the last uh, few years. Um, and and the reason is that crude has been uh, certainly priced a a little bit more expensively than LPG. Um, But taking your question head on, and um, I I think that 2020 is gonna need a lot of distillate, and I think a lot of NAFTA is gonna go to production of distillate. Uh, uh, Many uh, vessels are going to go for uh, the lighter uh, gas oils. To burn especially if it is a smaller ship that burns uh, has a smaller consumption, uh, uh, just to get rid of the potential problems of uh, this new ultra low sulfur fuel oils, which uh, may be a, 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 an agglomeration of um, you know, very light distillate but a, another heavy which cannot really mix well and uh, may cause problems uh, so until that settles in, I think naphtha is going to find its way to being cracked into a more distillate uh, uh, product. Um, also I, I have to remind you that, uh, that naphtha comes mainly from crude oil exploration, not from gas exploration. From the gas exploration, we get all these wet gasses, and the wet gasses produce ethane, propanes, and butanes, and pentanes. They don't produce a lot of naphtha. So Thank you.
0: Answer. And uh, I think we have time for one more question. Then. You know, we were on the topic of IMO 2020, and you certainly have been quite vocal in terms of, you know, both in terms of what, you, what kind of fleet you have. You have by far the most modern and fuel efficient fleet out there of the VLGC names. Uh, you're doing some scrubbers as well? Correct. How do you feel your position now, you know, three months before we, we head into uh, 2020?
1: Well, it's a, it's a, it's a big project. Uh, it's a, it's a significant project, and uh, I, I think everybody who undertakes to do scrubbers uh, will realize how uh, significant it is. Uh, we have been already operating two ships with scrubbers since uh, we built them in 2015. Uh, we do know about scrubbers and uh, the, um, how to operate them and uh, the extent of modifications that are needed on a ship. Um, uh, we, we are unfortunately, you know, uh, um, uh, decided to do that because we, we think that this is uh, the only way to deal with 2020 by having a balanced approach and that's really the reason why we're doing about you know, 10 ships this year uh, where we expect to, um, to have at least more than 50% of our fleet uh, with scrubbers and therefore be able to take um, 2020 as it comes.
0: Perfect. Um, I'm sure I could have have kept going for another hour, but uh, (laughs) unfortunately our time is up. So thank you very much, John. Thank Thank you, you, Pedro.